to the heavens. We are here for you. We reach for the hem of your garment. We know what it can do. We know what it can do. We refuse to go through the motions. When the King is in the room, hear the sound of our devotion.
Well, today is going to be a little bit different than our typical day uh, here. We'll have lots of opportunities to sing together, just like we usually do. But the biggest change will that the message, the message will not all come in one spot. Uh, instead, some of our staff members are going to each briefly uh, share before uh, each song that we do today. And as we move into the Advent season coming up soon, we're deeply aware of God coming near, of Emmanuel, God with us. And today we acknowledge that, we celebrate that, that the good news, we celebrate that musically and through teaching and prayer. And so in each song, we'll look at uh, God's character and his works of creation, redemption, and restoration, and how he has revealed his character and his works to us. And we'll think about ourselves as well. Who are we? What do we need? How do we respond to God and each other, uh, both in this room and as we're sent out into the worlds that we're in to be salt and light? And so there's a deep connection between singing and prayer, and we'll find that out today. Author Zach Hicks says that singing is one of the primary prayer practices of our worship. And something profound and rich, something moving happens to us in sung prayer that does not happen in mere spoken prayer. And Augustine, the ancient theologian and philosopher, said, whoever sings prays twice. So song amplifies the experience of prayer. Let's embrace that today. The song that we just sang, Everything That Has Breath, is based on a few different scriptures, but the main chorus comes from Psalm 150. And Zach Hicks says that the greatest concentration of prayers in the Bible are intended to be sung, and they are found in the Psalms. And in this song, we addressed God as King, as Lord, Savior, God of salvation, the great I am, the Alpha, and the Omega. This is the part of the revelation of God that we talked about earlier. And as we pondered and experienced that revelation, our response was multiple it was, let everything that has breath praise, and let us sing a new song, let our praises roar. The song invites responses of kneeling, of dancing, being face down in humility, and rising up in victory shouts. And the song we're about to sing, which is called, You Have My Yes, is a response to God's revelation of his goodness, a response to his invitation of love, his good and perfect gifts, and every moment and every breath that he gives us. Our response then is, you've been so good to me. We get to say that together. And I love you, Lord. And you can have my heart, my devotion, my song. We say together, how can I ever thank you, Lord? And so as we move forward in this time together, let's remember that it's both a personal time and a community time. These songs, these prayers can touch us deeply as individuals. And as we participate together, we can encourage one another with the beautiful sound of all of our voices joined together in unity. So we invite you to please stand and let's sing together. You have my yes. <coughs> You can have my full devotion. You can have my. 
Kids, Youth, and Family Ministries here at Timberwood. Less than 30 days, 
until Christmas, which means I want to give you all the facts because I like all the facts before I make a decision. And so um, if you haven't looked at the calendar, Christmas Eve is actually on a Sunday. And what does that mean for your church-going family experience? What that means here at Timberwood is that we have services at 9 and 10, a regular service like we do this morning. There's children programming at 9 o'clock. And then we have our Christmas services at 3, 4.30, and 10, with children's programming at 3 o'clock. We are still looking for volunteers. And so if for your Christmas that you as a family would love as a one-off, come and hang out with kids, please let us know. There's a sign-up sheet at the information desk. Um, this card, this is an opportunity for us to get to know you and hear what's happening in your lives and pray for you and have celebrate with you of what's happening. And so we ask that you fill it out with your name or without your name and um, put in a prayer request in the basket as you leave. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to enter this space this morning. That as we sit here, um, that you would help us to embrace this, this different service, this different pieces of worship and what that looks like for us. Some of us come and feel a little uncomfortable with singing. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to be open-minded in what you want to say to us. Help us to embrace this and hear your voice this morning that we could hear your voice and live it out as we leave these buildings. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. The unique thing about songs is that both the sounds and lyrics can be heard on repeat in our minds at various times. We have all had that catchy ditty playing over and over in our ears and minds. And I always wonder, what makes one song stick at a particular time and others don't? As I listened to our next song numerous times in preparation for today, I found myself humming it and hearing specific lines of it on repeat. The song is The Lord's Prayer by Matt Mayer. The songwriter takes the words of Jesus and puts them to a beautiful music. Through Jesus' words, he gave not only the disciples, but all of us a framework to pray which is still relevant today. I appreciate how this song brings us back to the basics of prayer and faith. The lyrics begin, Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done, on earth as in heaven. These words reflect this petition that God's kingship will advance on this earth as it does in heaven, through believers in Jesus, which is you and me. That through us, Christ will reign in our hearts and our minds and our lives. We will reflect Christ's love and grace. We will honor him and proclaim the good news of his kingdom to others. This combination of petition and action will bring God's will to this earth and bring glory and honor to him. The next line of the song says, right here in my heart. This line emphasizes the desire for God's kingdom and will be done in our hearts. It reflects a personal desire for power and change to take place in here that only comes through God. The last thing that struck me while I played this song over and over is the title of the album, The Stories I Tell Myself. We all have stories or record players of either positive or negative ideas spinning in our minds about ourselves and the world around us. 
And if we were to be honest with ourselves and others, these stories can be destructive and unproductive at times. They do not bring change. The words of the Lord's Prayer and this album title had me pondering this question. How would my life look different if the story I told myself each day was that of the Lord's Prayer? This idea that the words of the Lord's Prayer could and would shift my posture of how I embraced or approached situations and people, it challenged me. The idea that the love and peace of God's kingdom can be reflected on this earth through me excited me. I started to imagine the change that could happen in our lives, in our communities and families, if we each lived with the words of this prayer as the story we tell ourselves. What would it look like for you to make these words the story you told yourself when approaching situations? What would it look like for you to live out God's will and kingdom on this earth? And so I bring this challenge and excitement to you and encourage you in joining me in making Jesus' words the story we tell ourselves each day. I invite you to please stand. Let's sing together this prayer. Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done. On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done. On earth as in heaven, right here in my heart. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us. Forgive us as we forgive the ones who sin against us. Forgive them and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let your kingdom come. Father, let your kingdom come. Holy, holy. Father, let your will be done. On earth there's in heaven. Right here in my heart Father, let your kingdom come Father, let your will be done On earth as in heaven Right here in my heart Give us this day our daily bread Forgive us, forgive us As we forgive the ones who sinned against us Forgive them But to deliver us from the evil one, let your kingdom come. It's yours, it's yours. 
Father, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done. On earth as in heaven. Let it be done. Right here in my heart. Here in my heart. On earth as in heaven. Right here in my heart. Please be seated. What's in a name? How do you feel about your name? What do certain names evoke within you? Certainly there are names that have great meaning, and parents give their children names for a specific reason because that name represents something to them. Other names don't need a last name because they stand alone by themselves only in the first name. When Mary is visited by the angel Gabriel to tell her that she's with Jesus, the angel says to her, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. Jesus, Yeshua, meaning God saves. The Lord is salvation. Paul declares to the Philippian church in Philippians chapter 2 the importance of the name of Jesus. He says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This name, Jesus, is cried out by the beggar in Luke chapter 18, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Even the demons recognize the name of Jesus. This next song that we're going to sing is, I Speak Jesus. The importance, the magnitude, the power of the name of Jesus. Peace, hope, freedom, healing, life. Hear those words again. Peace, hope, freedom, healing, life. What do these words create in you? Many times we find ourselves in such a fog or malaise that we go through the motions here at church on Sunday morning when we sing these songs. But why do we sing? As Lucy Gray tells Corleana Snow, I don't sing when I'm told, I sing when I have something to say. Hear these words again that we're about to sing. Hope, freedom, healing, life. The reality is, though, these words, fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, shadows, darkness, are more of a reality. I'm not sure where we're at this morning, but these words strike this chord with me. The reality of the fact that in this life, these things are constantly nipping at our heels, they linger in the background of our minds or dominate our total existence. Fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, darkness, shadows. How true do these words resonate with you? In this life, we battle these things, but the name of Jesus overcomes these things. We don't have to settle for this being our reality this song that we sing, the name of Jesus breaks through all of those because this name Jesus provides peace, hope, freedom, healing, life. 
Do we believe that? Do we believe that in our innermost being that when we speak the name of Jesus, we're declaring the reality of what Jesus brings into our lives? The reality that at the name of Jesus, every other name vanishes. The writers of this next song declare the truth. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. At the name of Jesus, we break every stronghold. He shines through the shadows. He burns like a fire. Do we believe that? Do we believe the words of this song that we're about to sing? Paul says, every knee will bow at this name, Jesus. The blind beggar cries out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus sees him. And he says, what is it that you want from me? Today, in this song, we talk about the reality of this life and the hope of Jesus. The hope that Jesus desires to make us whole and complete because he sees us and he loves us. Jesus wants these words to be the reality of our lives when we are in relationship with him. The question is, do we believe it? Well, please stand. Let's respond together. just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life break strong hope shine through the shadows burn like a fire I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul have kept it by the passion
Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over sure that I said this at the same service last year, but I have a new favorite song. This song, Hymn of the Holy Spirit, written by Pat Barrett, it has cut right to my heart and to my soul. It's brought a new depth of worship through music for me. My body actually has a visceral response to this song. My heart starts to beat faster, and I feel this lightness wash over me. What makes this song so unique? This song is completely focused on the Holy Spirit. It's written as a prayer. It's expressing a deep longing for the presence and guidance of God's Spirit. It's a response to Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, where Jesus says to his disciples, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. It's about not wanting to miss what God is doing here and now. It's about seeing what he sees. It's about seeing things the way he sees things. And it's about seeing people the way he sees people. It's about living in response to God. At its core, Hymn of the Holy Spirit is a song of surrender, not my will, but God's will. For me, it has brought this sense of humility, a desire to have a a humble posture. Not my will, but his will. It's an invitation to the Holy Spirit, inviting him to have his way in our lives, to lead us, to guide us, to transform us. 
This song beautifully articulates the relationship that God desires each of us to have with his spirit. It recognizes that we will only find true peace, joy, and communion with him through the Holy Spirit. Pay attention to the words. They acknowledge a dependence on the Holy Spirit's guidance, and they acknowledge a desire for him to work in us, through us, and around us. Lee, thank you for choosing this particular song for me. I don't know how you do it. He picks these songs for us, and the first time I heard it, it spoke to me. It captures my heart's desire, and it grounds me in the vision of Christ in me and Christ through me. So friends, I invite all of you to let him of the Holy Spirit wake all of your senses to what God is doing in and around you. Please stand, let's sing.
as I was preparing, I started asking this question of why we worship. Why do we stop and sing these songs of praise? And one reason is that it, it turns our focus to God. It turns our focus to Jesus. Because it is only in God that we find meaning. It is only in God that we find life. It is only in him uh, that we find something real, something solid. He is the creator. He keeps the world spinning. He is the only one to give life. Our next song puts that into words. Rock of ages fused with on Christ the solid rock. The chorus, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Only on Jesus do we have stability, something real, life. Everything else is sand. It points to Matthew 7, 24 through 27, the words of Jesus. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods claimed floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. For those of you who don't know, my wife and I are expecting our second son any day now. Uh, in fact, I might even have to run off this stage. How are we doing, hon? We good? We're good. But this newborn stage has me thinking about all the things that a baby needs. If you didn't know, babies are helpless. I'll, we'll need to help feed him, to change him, to burp him, to uh, care for him. He, he can't even dress himself. Like, we got to put his little arms through things, and it, we have to take care of him completely. He doesn't even know what he needs. It is on us as his parents to care for him. It makes me think of the third stanza from this song. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. We who are as helpless as a newborn, we have nothing to give, empty-handed, not even knowing what we need. We come to Jesus, and he cares for us. He, he uh, clothes us with his love. He gives us life. That is why we turn to worship him, because we are desperate in our need 
for our solid rock, desperate for someone to save us. So let us sing. Please stand, let's sing. Rock of ages, cliff for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wound inside which flow be the sin, the double cure. Save from wrath and make me
part of me? All of me? My hopes? My dreams? My fears? My insecurities? My joy? My sin? And if you really saw me, would you like what you see? Or shake your head? In, involuntarily recoiling, right? Not quite sure you want to get close to that. Modulating the distance between you and me. It's a fear that I have. That if you really knew me, you'd get up and walk out of the space. The world can be this impersonal place. We see that reflected in the attitudes people have towards life and death, towards the have and the have-nots, towards skin color, towards economic status, towards geographic location, disability, difference, DNA. The world places the value on the benefit that can be received from another individual. To that, the heart, the human heart, cries out for affection, for love, for hope, and for healing, for peace. The world provides little of that. Our final song has a decidedly different angle. It's a near verbatim copy of Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 25 and 26. It's called the ironic blessing. I just about said it wrong. It's not the ironic blessing. It's a decidedly different idea. And while it's spoken by Aaron under command by Moses, who has been commanded by God to command Moses to command Aaron to say this over the people, it is decidedly God's blessing. It's not Aaron's blessing. It's not Moses' blessing. It's God saying, I will bless you. I will keep you. I will shine my face upon you. Literally, I will turn towards you as opposed to turning my back to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. But more than a blessing, and some might argue, what more could there be? I mean, to be blessed by God, isn't that enough? And to be sure, it is no small thing to be blessed by God and something not to be taken lightly. But inherent in the blessing is being seen. Inherent in the blessing is this deeply personal connection that God, Yahweh, is offering to any who want to experience something so different than what the world offers, but something that, that defies easy explanation. Simply put, God promises to see you and me. God promises to see us. 
God promises to see our cries for affection. God promises to see our cries for love, for hope, for healing, for peace, for purpose. The, the, the words are poetic. They're sweeping. They cover a vast amount of scenery. They're like looking at a large painting of a glorious landscape. The words are the poignant promise of a personal God made to a people who desire to follow on a deep and profound pathway. The words are about a gracious God who really wants to give us good things. And sometimes I miss that. God really, really wants to give good things to me. It's the shining radiance of God illuminating our existence. The gracious expression of a God who is committed in advance to redemption, who is committed in advance to salvation. A God who is committed in advance to love. It's an imminent God. Eyes lifted, making contact with our souls, seeing all, all, and still wanting to be close, still wanting to be in relationship. The song builds, you'll feel it, your, your spirit will soar. It includes the future, family, children, literal or metaphorical. It's a promise, not for a point in time. It's, it's not a historical thing solely, but a promise for all time. For all time. A promise for us today and tomorrow and each day after that. So I invite you to embrace this song, to embrace this blessing, to embrace being seen by God. Please stand. Let's sing together as we close today.
Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.